Hi, this is Jill Badonsky. Previously on Season 5, Episode 4 of Amuse's Daydream, the reality version, I told you a story about how impulsiveness can lead to jumping too quickly into things. High dives into pools, a doomed romance, and I alluded to inappropriate jobs. This episode is about that job, or in this case, jobs. I began my career in a psychiatric hospital, which started out okay. I was an occupational therapist working with adolescents in psychiatry and getting the treatment I needed. I mean, of course, giving them the treatment they needed in the form of creative outlets, art therapy, psychodrama, that kind of thing. Then I got promoted to Director of Expressive Therapies. Then I got promoted to Program Director of Child and Adolescent Psychiatric Units. Then I got promoted as Director of Units in a well-known private psychiatric hospital in Washington, D.C. I was terribly successful because I jumped at these opportunities without hesitation or thought or investigation or discernment or common sense. It looked like I was terribly successful from the outside. Cherry blossom adorned strolls around Lincoln's reflecting pool, foggy bottom crab dinners, Pentagon City shopping sprees. But from the inside out, success looked like this. Which I know is more of a sound than a way something looks, but that's the best I can do on a podcast to indicate I was actually terrible, not terribly successful. My intention was to be part of a system that helped kids get better. Little did I know, upper management just wanted me to fill beds and would yell at me, Get out there. Use your charm to attract people who will send kids to our hospital. And that is a really nice version of what they yelled at me. This was the mid-80s. They could get away with things like that. I didn't recognize myself because I was working in a place with profit priorities over ethical ones which was not even close to who I am, is, or will ever be, at all. But I did it because I was lost and succumbed to the blindness a large paycheck can cause. I didn't know anymore exactly who I was. One day, when I was feeling particularly out of sorts with the mismatch of my values, with the hospital's lack of values, I walked into the medical director's office and said, Hi, I quit. The company had paid money to move me there from my last hospital gig in Kansas City and thought I was doing a terrific job, so the medical director was disappointed. And I knew this because he said, I'm disappointed. Which triggered the Don't Disappoint People software installed by my parents, who were always disappointed. So as a highly sensitive people pleaser, the next day, without much consideration for my first instinct, walked into his office and said, I changed my mind. I'll stay. The medical director was relieved and pleased, and I knew this because he said so, and took some colleagues and me out to a lovely restaurant on Capitol Hill that served duck and champagne. And then, the next day, my first instinct paid me a visit and said, What the hell is the matter with you? And I replied, I I know, right? And marched into his office again and said, I'm sorry, I was right the first time. I hated here, and I'm leaving. The medical director, and trust me, I am quoting him accurately, said, Get the out of my office. I never want to see you again. And I said, 
Okay then, thanks for the duck. Thanks for the duck? I don't even like eating duck. I had a pet duck when I was 16. His name was Angawa Healy. Who am I? Not someone who eats duck. I had no job waiting. The security guards in the free museums on the National Mall knew me by name. I'm still lost and so depleted and resigned that I thought the only thing I could do was accept a job at the same kind of morally bankrupt psychiatric hospital. But this time in lovely San Diego. Predictably, appropriately, thankfully, I sank into a terrible depression and got fired. Thankfully, yeah. It turned out to be the best thing that ever happened to me. Okay, it was maybe the fifth or sixth best thing. I know motivational speakers say unfortunate things turn out to be the best thing that happened to them, but I consider myself a demotivational speaker because motivation stresses me out, and I don't see it last for anyone who attends those speeches. I always tell people, lower your expectations, which ironically gets them further. The firing did get me out of the world of who the hell am I and thrust me into, well, I still don't know who I am, but Sure isn't a middle manager working for a company with questionable ethics and someone who eats duck. Eventually, it turned out I was someone who liked running creativity groups and writing books, painting quirky illustrations. But now I had a bunch of skills from being in management, self-compassion for forgiving myself for being such an idiot. And all of this resulted in a good amount of resilience. I wrote and illustrated my first book, which started out as a book to help depress people because I returned to working with them as an occupational therapist and was one, but it turned into a book about creativity, which could also be considered a book that helps depress people because some of us get depressed when we aren't being creative or wonder who we are. The book helps with both of those. It's called The Nine Modern Day Muses and a Bodyguard and is about 10 powerful creative principles personified as quirky but clever muses and a bodyguard who take you deep into the landscape of your creativity with mindfulness, imagination, and profoundly effective tools, prompts, and test-driven ways to get through creative blocks. I am still in San Diego, found my bliss. The muses and bodyguard and I still hang out. I've been using them to teach creativity coaching and workshops since 2004. I no longer enjoy shopping at malls. I enjoy skydiving, stamp collecting, and dissecting chocolate souffles. Now wait, that's someone else except for the part about the souffles. I'll get back to you on who I am in other episodes, I think. I'll also tell you more about the muses, but not now. I'm running out of time and want to go paint. If you want to go deep with your creativity, celebrate more of who you are, or find out who you are, or facilitate groups to do that, there is a training coming up in September, and there are spaces left. Check the show notes. A Muses Daydream was written, narrated, and imperfectly engineered Oops. by me. 
Jill Badonsky, brought to you by Kaizen News Creativity Coaching. Thanks for listening. Pass the word and take care.